you're listening to another inspirational message from Bell Road Church. If you live in the North Phoenix area and are looking for a church community, we'd love to have you join us. It's a great place for the whole family where you can have fun and grow closer to Jesus. For more information, visit us at www.bellroadchurch.com. Speaking of mighty men of God, we have one that is going to be bringing the word here today. I'm super excited for Pastor Miguel to come and bring the word. Why don't you go ahead and come on up here, Pastor Miguel. When I think of, when I think of mighty men of God, this guy right here is at the top of the list. I, Miguel, I love you so much. I appreciate you. This is a man of faith, uh, a man of uh, encouragement. Uh, a man of power, and uh, he is a gift to everybody who knows him and comes in contact with him, and he's a gift to our church, and he's pastoring, some of you may not know this, but he pastors Iglesia Hispana, which is, you know, getting ready to meet next service, but you got one of your awesome leaders that'll be preaching, so you can preach in both services today. Just appreciate you, all the ministry you do in this church, and since I've been here, this has been one of the most encouraging, one of the most amazing men at our church, and so I just love you to death, brother, and uh, thanks for, for bringing the word here. Can we give a hand one more time to Pastor Miguel? Praise the Lord. God is good. All the time. Get this thing opened up here. Praise the Lord. It is well with my soul. It is well. Thank the Lord for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that gives us permission to go through the curtain to the innermost part of the altar of God. Amen? Oh, man. The worship was incredible. Man, get this all turned on here. My old pastor used to say, you're slow but worth waiting for. For those of you that don't know, I was, uh, I was saved back in 1983 um, at an altar call at Phoenix First Assembly of God under the direction of Pastor Tommy Barnett, a hero of our faith. Buenos dias, Bell Road Church. Are we ready for church? Are we ready to get excited? Okay, because... I, I pastor the Hispanic church, and we get a little excited over there. It's okay. Hallelujah. My name is Pastor Miguel. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be here today. And I want to thank Pastor Tyrone and Amy for allowing me to be here and share this pulpit. You know, I'm, I'm a little nervous because, you know, Pastor Tyrone, he's my friend. He's my brother, and he's my mentor. And, and I've watched many, many sermons of his. I'm like, okay, Lord, help me step up my game. <laughs> so, but praise the Lord. A year and a half ago, God called me to, to start a Spanish ministry. Actually, let me rephrase that. God called us to launch a Spanish church. God called 
Bell Road Church to plant a Spanish church. God called Bell Road Church to be a light in the darkness in the Hispanic community around here and in Palomino. Hallelujah. God decided to use this construction worker to try to reach his community. 15 months ago, we launched, and we're still going. God is raising up leaders. We have uh, Hermano Beto, que va a traer la palabra. Brother Beto is going to preach the word his first time. You know what's great? This is a side note. Okay, Beto, I, I know he's called to ministry. Okay, I, I know it. I feel it in my bones, in my spirit. I call him Pastor Beto. But did you know that this is his first time preaching and his brother also in Sinaloa is called to preach and today also he's preaching his first message. Isn't that amazing? God is moving. God is moving. Hallelujah. God put together a great team of leaders committed to serving Jesus and growing a church dedicated to reaching the Spanish-speaking community here around Bell Road Church. Hallelujah. What a blessing to be a part of a multicultural, multi-generational church like Bell Road Church. Amen. So I want to give thanks to Pastor Tyrone for leading the way. I want to thank you, Pastor. God bless you. Okay. We are in unprecedented times. Would we all agree to that? Okay. And more than ever, the church needs to be the church. Okay. More than ever, the church needs to be united in order to reach a hurting and discouraged generation, a hurting and discouraged people, world. People need hope. People need hope. We need to be that hope. We need to be that hope. This world needs hope. This world needs healing. This world needs Jesus. And you, my friends, have the privilege and opportunity to be a part of that movement for the glory of God. It's time for us to step it up. Step it up. Be a beacon of hope. Be a light in the darkness. And that example of a true Christ-like follower. Hallelujah. It is well with my soul. I can't hold a note, but I love that song. I can make a joyful noise. Hallelujah. Pray with me. Father in heaven, we come seeking your will and your guidance this morning, Heavenly Father. Lord, thank you. Thank you, God, that we have been given another day, another opportunity to serve you and to serve each other. Father God, please anoint this mouthpiece this morning with the double portion of the Holy Spirit. God, I want to please you. Have your way, God. Have your way with us, we ask. Dear Heavenly Father, Father, I pray that there is anybody that's listening or here today, God, that, that if you haven't made that commitment, I pray in the name of Jesus that you don't wait no more. 
Look at the state of the world. We need you. We need you. We're praying for more workers. Be part of that crew. Hallelujah. And you could sign up on the connection card. Amen. Okay, hallelujah. So we've been in a study of, of the book of Philippians, the, the letter to the Philippians. And uh, Iglesia Hispana, también hemos estudiado este libro. We also have been preaching or teaching through the book of Philippians. And man, I thank God that Pastor Tyrone shared his preaching calendar with this novice preacher because it really helps me out, Pastor Tyrone. So Philippians chapter 3, verse 1. Okay, if you have your Bible. Let's see. Excuse me. Amen. God is good. Amen. Philippians chapter 3, verse 1. He says, further... My brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Okay, can we stop right there? Huh? We could stop right there and preach all day. Rejoice in the Lord. Be happy. I was going to look for a video, Tyrone, but I ran out of time. But, you know, who, who's ever heard of Big Mouth Billy Bass? Yeah? Don't worry. Be happy, right? Amen. Man, further, further. Therefore, other translations say, therefore, brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. But, man, we could stop right there, but we're, we're going to move on, praise the Lord. I'm a little excited, a little nervous. God is good. God is awesome. God is full of grace, and his mercies are new every morning. That's a reason to rejoice. Okay? It's no trouble, Paul says, for me to write these things to you again. It's a safeguard for you. He says, verse 2, watch out for those dogs. Watch out for those evildoers. Watch out for those mutilators of the flesh. Other translations say, beware. I think this is pertinent to our day and age. For it is we who are the circumcision. Us, church. We are the circumcision who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for such confidence, if someone else thinks they have reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the tribe of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews in regard to the law of Pharisee. As for zeal persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. That's a pretty darn good list of credentials. But whatever we get, whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Underline that in your Bible. What is more, I consider everything a loss because it's the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Garbage. 
somewhat crude. This is a Greek term, refers most commonly, commonly to excrement or kitchen scraps, perhaps the, sort the, the sorts of that dog would eat. That I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and the, um, the participation in his suffering, becoming like him in a death, and so now attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Let's pray. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. I pray, God, that you would move here today. I pray that you would use me, God. Holy Spirit, just minister through me in the name of Jesus. I dedicate my life to you. I dedicate my mind to you. I dedicate my heart to you, God. If there's anything in my heart, God, that is unclean, take it away now in the name of Jesus. And I pray, God, that everyone in this building, everyone listening from their living room, God, would hear your voice Feel your power, sense your presence in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. As I read this passage, there are three things that stick out to me. Number one, Paul gives us a reminder. Number two, Paul gives us a warning. And number three, Paul gives us a reality check. Number one, Paul gives us a reminder. He said further, other translations say, therefore, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Like I said before, we could talk about that all the time, okay? But you can't rejoice in the Lord if you don't know the Lord. You must first know the Lord so you can rejoice in the Lord. Therefore, you could tell someone else so that they can know the Lord and they also can rejoice in the Lord, amen? It's no trouble for me to write these same things to you again. It's a safeguard for you. It's a safety net for you to remind, be reminded of it frequently. Paul stops in the middle of this letter to say, rejoice in the Lord. He stops in the middle of this letter, say, hey guys, let's bring it back. Because I want to repeat this again. Okay, rejoice in the Lord. Okay. He's having, he's giving a reminder so of what has what he's been preaching all along. Forgive my tongue twist. See, if I have trouble speaking, it's because I speak in Spanish. When I over there, when I'm over there, sometimes I'm tongue-tied because I speak English. I'm very good at Spanglish. Paul's giving us a reminder of what he's been preaching all along. What is that? He's reminding us of unity in Christ, a unity in Christ. He's reminding us of, of unity with each other. He's reminding us of unity in the church. This is what we need today. This is what we're battling. Satan, el chamuco, the diablo, he's attacking the church right now, and he's causing a division within the body of Christ, and that's not the will of God. 
It's time for us to repent. It's time for us to get on our knees. It's time for us to call on the Lord. The word of God said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and and turn from their wicked ways, then and only then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. We need our land healed. We need a move of God. We need a revival here now, God. Not next week, not next year. We need a revival right now. Father God, forgive the church for their sin. Forgive the church, Father God, for our pride, for our self-righteousness, for our hate. In the name of Jesus, brothers and sisters, it's time. It's time. Paul's reminding us of unity in Christ, unity with each other, unity in the church. Paul spoke about a partnership with the Philippians in chapter 1, verse 5, and encouraging them to do what he has already taught them. And in verse 6 of chapter 1, he said, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to the completion until the day of Christ. Okay, there's God's working. Okay, God's working, but we got to let him work. Okay, that river of the Holy Spirit is moving, but you can't get anywhere if you don't get in it. God has begun a good work in you. Are you allowing him to work through you? I encourage you, brothers, Turn off the TV, turn off the phone, turn off the distraction, and turn on the Holy Ghost and let things happen. Paul's reminding them that even though he's in prison, he continues to pray with joy for the believers telling them to be united in his suffering, in his chains, sleeping in the cold or whatever situation. I can't imagine what jail is because I've never been there, but I can't, can't be well. He's like, praise the Lord, brother, stay at it. <laughs> he continues to pray with joy for the believers telling them to be united. In verse 10 and 11 of chapter 1. This is a review because it takes us to where we're going. See, repetition is good. That's what he's talking about. Okay? Philippians 1, 10 and 11, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. Hallelujah! That's worth shouting. Can I hear a shout? Amen! Get excited, church. That's what the, that's the problem. We got to get excited for the church. We got to ex- get excited for Jesus, not excited for a movement, not excited for patriotism, not excited for nationalism, not excited for, for a movement, an ideology. We got to get excited for Jesus Christ, and that's our call. Hope I'm not too excited here for you, Tyrone. Hallelujah. 
Señor Padre Santo guíame con mis palabras porque somos un pueblo que necesitamos escuchar y sentir tu poder en el nombre de Jesús. We got to feel the power of God to be used of God. I believe we should be excited. Are we not a Pentecostal church? Oh, hallelujah. Paul is reminding us of the overarching theme of this letter, okay, that he's written. Remember? Unity, okay? And rejoice in the Lord in all circumstances, but remain united. Paul makes no apologies about repeating what he has taught before. Have you ever gone to a church and heard a message that you've heard time and time again? Uh, for example, how about a scripture? John 3.16, we've heard it over and over again. For God so loved the world. Repeat it with me. That he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Well, that's okay. That's why we come to church, to hear the word of God, to be encouraged and to be reminded of what we must be doing, how we must be thinking, and how we must be living. That's why we come, to be encouraged. How about when you read the Bible and you run across a passage that you've read before or you've heard it over and over and there's a temptation to skim by it? We're like, I know what this is about. I know what's going to be said. Paul says, I don't have a problem sharing with you again and again the same things. It's safe for you. It's good for you. How do you, how do you memorize scriptures? How many have memorized scriptures in this building? A bunch of you. How did you, how did you memorize it? Repetition. That's why we come to church, to hear it again. What did the people of God do in the temple or the synagogue? Repeat the word of God and worship God. Peter, Peter actually used the same method. If you, if you look in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 12 and 15, he said, So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them, and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it right to refresh your memory as long as I live in this tent of this body because I know that I will soon be put I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made it clear to me and I will make every effort to see that after my departure you will always be able to remember these things How many would agree that the things of God are worthy of being repeated. Amen. But why is there a need to be repeated? I've been talking about it. Huh? Because by nature we're hard-headed. Because by nature we're selfish. Because by nature we're self-righteous. By nature. This is why we got to hear the word of God because we need that washing. We need that washing of the word, right? We need to be filling our heart and our mind with scriptures rather than TV. 
rather than Facebook, rather than whatever grams there is. We think that it's our way is the best way. We say to ourselves, why don't they get it? Why don't he write? That's from a movie, sorry. My family gets it over there. <laughs> or we think, are they blind? Do they not read the scriptures? Because by nature, we're hard-headed. By nature, we're selfish. By nature, we're self-righteous. And this is probably more, this is not a feel-good message, okay? But it's the word of God and it needs to be repeated. That's why we're here. That's why you're listening over there on Facebook Live or, or uh, YouTube. Hallelujah. But the cure, we have the cure. It's Jesus Christ and his teachings. That's where we need to hover. That's where we need to focus. Okay? Then we'll be able to discern what is true and what is right. What we should be a part of and what we shouldn't be a part of. Paul tells us, further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. And for those listening, I applaud you because the fact that you're here proves to a certain point that you agree with Paul. Here in the middle of the letter, Paul thought it necessary to review his teaching. Paul recognized that there, are some, there were some serious errors present in the church. And it was for their safety that it be repeated. And where serious error is present, there is safety in repetition. Think about that. Repetition of godly things, repetition of the word of God. That's what we need to dive into. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by air. every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. Paul gives us a reminder. Okay, number two. Paul gives us a warning. And if this is rough, Tyrone assigned this first passage to me. <laughs> Just kidding, Tyrone. I love Tyrone. <laughs> he says, Paul says, he gives us a warning. He says, beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of mutilation. Wow. This, this had to be said back then, and it applies today as well. Because until Jesus comes back, the devil will continue to try to infiltrate the church with false teachings that will distract us from the main thing. The dogs were false teachers who insisted that salvation required both trust in Jesus and adherence of Jewish tradition, including circumcision. Dogs were considered unclean. An unclean animal. So those who would add requirements, those who would add rules, 
those who would add their idea on how you should act or how you should, what you should do and be, Paul says, don't listen to those dogs. Ow. Roof. Roof. Lord, forgive me for every false teaching I've ever spoken in the name of Jesus. Jesus paid the price once and for all. And there's nothing you can do to make it better. We're saved by grace and grace alone, not by adding things. He said, for by grace you are saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Amen. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to good, do good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Check it out. God prepared you before you were even thought of, before your daddy looked at your mama with a twinkle in the eye. God prepared a good works for you to do. See, we do good works because God made us that way, not to earn our way. So no matter what you do, you can't gain your salvation. You're not going to be more saved. You can't never be more saved than you are now if you've accepted Jesus Christ. There's no such thing. It's a mockery of the cross. Jesus paid the price once and for all. And Paul says, watch out for those dogs who would add to this. They're dogs. It's, you, it's in the Bible. If, if, if the Bible says they're dogs and Paul says they're dogs, then Pastor Miguel también lo voy a decir que son perros. They're dogs. Saved by grace, created to do good works. The fact that you serve doesn't add anything to your salvation, but God made, made you, he formed you, he breathed, he breathed the breath of life in you to serve. See, you're, you're created to serve, you're created to help your church, you're created to help your brother, you're created to advance the kingdom of God. If you're not doing that, uh, maybe you need to be intubated with the Holy Spirit. Paul called them mutilators because they were compelling Gentile converts to be circumcised, saying that faith in Christ alone was not enough. Dogs, perros. Can you say perro? Don't be sidetracked by legalism. Don't be sidetracked by any movement. Don't be sidetracked by a nationalism or patriotism that's going to distract you from the truth. Okay? There, you, we hear, I'm going to say this, okay? We hear about black lives matters. We hear about all lives matters. We hear about blue lives matters. We hear about patriotism. We hear about nationalism. It's this group. It's that group. It's this group. It's me. No me. No me. God says, no, it's me. God says, no, it's me. Number three, Paul gives us a reality check. I like this. 
Though I myself have reasons for such confidence. I'm going to read it again because it's good. Though I myself have reasons for such confidence, if someone else thinks they have reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But whatever gains to me, whatever gains to me, I now consider lost for the sake of Christ. Amen. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. True righteousness is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He is the pearl of great price. He is eternal life. A faith that obeys Christ is the very content of the meaning of life. And it is for this that we suffer the loss of all things and deny ourselves. Everything about us must be subordinate to Christ and his kingdom. Everything. Everything. Paul knew the meaning of life. And all his accomplishments meant nothing in comparison to Christ Jesus' sacrifice. See, Paul, he discerned what hindered him. Paul had to let go of the things he once cherished, considering them distractions to grace. See, Paul discovered what he wanted. Paul wanted God's righteousness, not his own. Christ became his um, only pursuit. It was all about Jesus. See, and Paul was determined to get it with, with single-minded passion. Paul forgot the past and pursued the price of his call. Amen. How many of you, how many of you, or how about you, have you narrowed your focus? Is it time to narrow your focus? Is it time to turn off the distractions and narrow the focus on the cross? The cross of Calvary? What is your one thing? Can you list your priorities on one hand? What you're pursuing? See, Paul gave us a reminder. Paul gave us a warning. And Paul gave us a reality check. In closing, 2 Corinthians 5.15 says, And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. He died for all. There is no color. There is no movement. Okay? Everybody's blood is red. The blood shed on Calvary was red. 
the blood that washes your sins away is red. And our focus needs to be on the cross of Calvary. Forget about the movements, okay? If, if it clouds your vision of the cross, it's a sin, okay? If, it, if it's a veil in front where you can kind of see the cross still, because I'm a Christian, but there's a veil of this and a veil of that and a veil of this and a veil of that. Pretty soon you don't know where you're going. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, God, for the opportunity to share your word. I pray, God, that you would help us, Father, to accept your teaching, to accept your correction, to accept your, your encouragement through the word of God, Father. Thank you, God, so much. If, if any of you out there, here in this building or out there, if, if you feel the need to refocus, refocus, refocus on the cross, maybe you've been distracted by many things. Maybe it's time to come back. Maybe it's time to, to commit, remember, remember these things that, Paul's, that Paul taught. Focus on the cross. Rejoice in all things that are of God. Repeat this prayer with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, God. Thank you for dying on the cross at Calvary. Thank you for shedding your blood. Thank you for being raised from the dead. Thank you, God, for giving me a vision of the future. Thank you, God. I repent from my sins. I turn away from my sins and I confess you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that prayer, okay, if you meant it from the heart, God's doing something in you right now. And I encourage you to, to send, a, send a message to Bell Road Church. I encourage you to write it on a connect card that you, all you have to do is write, I'm refocused. I'm refocused. Jesus is my focus. The Lord bless you, keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be pleasing to you. May you be blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Miguel. Hey, thanks for watching this video from Bell Road Church. Whether this is your first time or you have been watching our videos for a while now, we love to hear from you, so let's connect. Follow us on social media or you may subscribe to our channel so you wouldn't miss any of our future videos. Again, thanks for watching and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to this message of Bell Road Church. We hope you enjoyed it and that God spoke to you through it. Be sure to connect with us online via Twitter, Facebook, and at bellroadchurch.com.